Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions and a lot of good ones coming up at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Nuggets win last night, but then again, so does Oklahoma City, Minnesota, and the Clippers right now. The Nuggets are the fourth seed. Still plenty of time to go, but only one game separating the top four teams in the Western Conference, that's not not something that we certainly said last year. I think you and I both agreed in the opening segment. It's not as if the Nuggets have taken a step back. They have no. a terrific record. It's just everybody else in their own way has improved. The Minnesota Timberwolves have found a way to use Rudy Gobert the way he needs to be used. And then you have Ant-Man playing great, like we expected him to, Carl Anthony Towns, sure. having another all-star season. Oklahoma City. They finally got Chet Holmgren into the lineup, and now we see what Oklahoma City looks like, and SGA is looking better as well. And then you have the Clippers, not load managing as much, and James Harden looks to have fit in nicely. nicely. Yep. With that, how good do you feel about the Nuggets entering the tournament as the fourth seed and not having the home court advantage? Well... I feel better about it this year because there's they're a much better road team. I mean, I, I I think that the Nuggets are almost a carbon copy, record wise, for where they were this time last season. Thirty five and sixteen. They were thirty five and sixteen after fifty one games a year ago. It happened to be on January thirty first instead of February third. But who we don't need to quibble. They are who they were a year ago, basically. I think they're going to win right around. Now, I now I will say this. There may be, remember last year how they kind of let the, 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 the end of the season play out? Like, ah, eh, no, no big deal. They not could as, have won far more games. Yeah, not as much urgency. They still won 53, but you're right. They could have won in the 58 realm, Yep. right? Mm-hmm. They might push, they might be pushed a little harder down the stretch. Because while I don't think it's everything, it's important, I think. When you're 21 and four at home, yeah, you want home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Of course you do. So I think there'll be a more concerted push probably later in the season because these teams are performing so well around them. It doesn't look like Minnesota and Oklahoma City are going anywhere. Right, haven't they at least proven that through 53 games of the season? The Clippers look like that's a pretty good unit. I'm not counting on them to go south. They've got some guys that know how to win. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a different kind of challenge this year. But I think it's going to take 57 wins or so to get that home court advantage. 51 games is a pretty good sample size. It is. Which team is better, this year's team or last year's team? Right now. Snapshot of today. 
at the same time or the, the way that the season ended last year? When are we comparing them? Are we comparing them at the exact same time? Well, I can't remember exactly what they were 51 games into the season. I think that they were still a work in progress. 50, they, 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 had, they had taken over. There was no one really pushing them, but they were still kind of a team that I think was still figuring things out. Bruce Brown makes them different from a year ago than where they are now. But I think Peyton Watson is answering some of those questions. I think Reggie Jackson is very good off the bench. And the question is going to become, if you're going to go like you did last year in a different way, if you're going to go eight deep, Christian Brown is going to be the key. Can Christian Brown catch and shoot with confidence? Can't because he does a lot of things that helps make you a better basketball team. But I think that he can shoot the ball better. I just do. He hasn't shot the ball with confidence and in rhythm this year. So I think when I look at last year's team and when Bruce Brown played, mm -hmm. I always felt good when he was on the floor. And rightfully so. Now, granted, you feel that way about Jokic and Murray. My point is when he was on the floor, to me, there was no drop-off. He, he was a bench guy who was really, in my mind, a starter. He could have very easily been a starter on the team, very easily. To me, he and KCP were interchangeable. It wouldn't matter to me if KCP started or Bruce Brown started. Same guy in, in a roundabout way. Three-point shooters, excellent defensively. Brown, probably a little bit more of a scorer. And Brown could could cover more positions. He was your Swiss Army knife that you could bring off the bench, right? Yep. I think Brown was a better guy to bring off the bench than KCP. I yes. do. Yes. But better a better fit for mentality. He could handle that. Do you feel that way right now about Peyton Watts? Yes. That when he comes off the bench, there's no drop off. Or very oh, little. Oh, oh, And that's what I mean by no. Bruce Brown. With Bruce Brown, it didn't feel like there was any type of, of a drop-off. With Peyton Watson, where he is in his career, and I understand, he'll probably be better in two, three years, maybe even next year, maybe even in three weeks. But does it feel like there's much of a drop-off with him? Because to me, there is a, a drop-off. Not huge. But here's how I would enough. counter that. But I think the one-two punch of Watson and Jackson is probably better than any one-two punch that Bruce Brown had with a, I mean, Reggie Jackson's playing his ass off. Mm -hmm. He's, he's having a really nice year and Peyton Watson has made, I think no one would argue that he has not made very legitimate progress in terms of being a trustworthy component off the bench. If you give me those two guys, then I would say that it's at, probably, for me, at least a, a an even takeaway. Right. Even though Bruce Brown would be exhibit A out of all those guys, but you give me that combination of those two players, I don't mind their bench right now. I, I and, I, and I get it. I, I wish Chris, Christian Brown was a little more um, consistent, especially as a scorer. He's still the guy out there that busts his ass and does all of the Energizer Bunny things. That's not a problem. But, no, I think I think they're in pretty good shape moving forward. Um, By the way, I am not suggesting that Peyton Watson 
is better than Nikola Jokic in this regard. Nikola Jokic was a second-round draft pick, mm-hmm. okay? And you needed to do some serious scouting on Jokic, and you needed to really project out on Jokic to see what he could become. No one could have envisioned what he has done. Right. And I get that. That's why he was a second-round pick. But what does it say about Calvin Booth that he used a first-round pick on a guy who averaged three points a game and 12 minutes a game in just one season with UCLA, and this is what he has. I mean, that is clairvoyant. It is. When you look, it's about about understanding skill sets that fit your team. Now, that process is made a lot easier in a relative sense, when you've got a guy like Nikola Jokic and even a guy like Jamal Murray playing on your basketball team. But to your point, you're right on target. That is, that's a, that's a hell of a swing and a hit. I think there are a lot of NBA people and certainly a lot of NBA media people that said the Nuggets used a first round pick. On who? Right. right. And oh, by the way, he wasn't even drafted by the Nuggets. He was drafted by the Thunder. Right. It turned into a trade. You're using a first-round pick on a guy who averaged three points in about 12 minutes a game in just one season? Yeah. Are you out of your tree? You can understand using a second-round pick and taking a flyer on Jokic, but for a lot of people, Peyton Watson in the first round, I don't care where it is in the first round, that just seemed like drafting malpractice at the time. (laughs) Yeah, but man, the one thing that was always attractive about him was his length, right. is his length. Correct. And um, and I think I told you the story of last year being in the arena so early to do live shots and stuff and watching them shoot around. And Peyton Watson would win the, the inevitable three-point little kind of asides that each that they would have. And, and right. it was and it was more times than not Peyton Peyton Watson winning them, and I'm thinking, wait, wait a minute, what's going on here? Right. Um, but no, he's you. You give credit where it's due, and Calvin Booth has done a fantastic job. Coming up after the break, we're going to bring on our friend Sean Keeler, columnist for the Denver Post, and to say that he went nuclear on Deion Sanders is an understatement. I'll give you a tease. Here's the title from his article: Deion Sanders is a false prophet. College football playoffs. I'll have what Coach Prime is smoking. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, and more. 
Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about all their great auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, if you are looking for authentic Cajun cuisine, you need to go to Nola Jane and Lodo. Love going to that place. Six different po' boys. I prefer the debris, which is a classic. I always say I'm only going to eat half of it, and then I wind up eating the whole thing. Well, then again, I say I'm only eating half of it because I down a huge bowl of sausage gumbo and dirty rice. And then I wash it down with a hurricane. But I find a way to choke that stuff down because it's so stinking good. By the way, they are steps from Ball Arena. Why spend that type of money before a Nuggets game, an Avalanche game, before a concert when you can go to the best Cajun place in town? Nola Jane in Lodo. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. Okay, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Sean Keeler from the Denver Post. Uh, I don't think it is an unfair statement, although because it's coming from me, I don't think it's unfair. Sean might think it's unfair. I, I think Sean went nuclear on Deion Sanders. Here's the title of the column. Deion Sanders is a false prophet. CU Buffs, college football playoffs, I'll have with Coach Prime is smoking. Opening line of the column. Deion Sanders, false prophet. The Bruce Lee of BS. Harold Hill in designer shades. He's also in the wrong business. Wow, Sean. Wow. I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with anything that you wrote, but why did you decide to write this column in early February. Do I get a hockey assist for working Bruce Lee and the Music Man into the same set? Pretty damn good, my friend. I got a chuckle out of it, I will say. Well, yeah, I, look, I, the, I this is the way I look at it, okay? Either you are not recognizing a situation that you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Well, we have trouble, my friends. And according to you, we have trouble right here in Boulder, Colorado. Right, right not here bad. in River City. That's pretty good. Man, you do not slip a music reference past Eric Goodman. You don't slip anything past Eric Goodman. No, you don't. Yeah, okay. why, why, why now, Sean? Why? Could it be the week before the Super Bowl? Could it be just, just something, you know, burning in your backside? I'll give you a, a couple reasons. Um, and I thought about this in retrospect, and I want to, A, thank you both for having me, and B, thank you both, gentlemen, for helping me come to an epiphany, personally, and I will end with, I will get to that in a minute. The rationale is on a couple fronts. One, all this talk, I, I get this, but what, what's a coach going to, a lot of the feedback I've gotten, other than, telling me uh, what to do with my private parts today and yesterday uh, and, and where, to, where to go do them with myself. A, l- a lot of them uh, were the sense of, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? He's here to win a natty. What coach is going to walk up and say, I'm, nah, I'm going to go 7-5. Now nah, we're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I get the logic of that, but, but for – all and I, there's a word I put in there. I call it huckstery. I, I think there's a point where one the the Skip Bayless interview at this time last week just made me snap on a couple levels. Mm. And there's a lot of that. And I try not to go down that rabbit hole, but it just gets so deep. One, two. 
well, they have an easier schedule. The Big 12 is more manageable. I, I looked this up. A couple things I looked up. Okay, they, their opponents averaged 6.6 wins last year. Like, oh, the Pac-12, man, it was deep. It was tough. Their opponents this year averaged 7.1 wins a year ago. Where, where is this coming from? One, two, we're going to make the playoffs. You know, since 2014, the college football playoffs, in a non-pandemic year, there have been 108 teams that finished in the top 12. These are the people you have to impress. Not me. I don't care what I think. They, they still don't. Uh, you have to impress the selection committee. You know, it's just big old NCAA tournament politics. Same thing. There have been 108 teams in a non-2020 year that have made the top 12. So we're, we're kind of going back and expanding it for the expansion that's coming. You know how many of those teams lost eight or more games and made the top 12 in the playoff rankings the next year out of 108? Give me a stab. Give me a number. How about zero? It's better than zero. Better zero is than a great zero. Guess. It's right. better than zero. It's four. Four teams. <laughs> four yeah. teams out of 108 since 2014 wow. in a non-pandemic year. One. How many of those were from the Big 12? Two. And it was TCU twice. Mm. So can it be done? Yeah. Is it really likely? Really, really no. And here was the realization that I had. And never mind the fact that this is the only Power 5 program without a new coach that doesn't have a defensive coordinator on February 5th. Fine. The realization I had is that I, as much as what the coach prime circus brings has you holding your nose. And I know you're going to want to get into some specific points that, that we've talked about privately. I think it's the cult of Dion. That was my epiphany coming in and talking to you guys today. Hmm. And I'm like, as much as I said, I probably agree with 70, 65% of what Dion Sanders says, except for the fact that we're going to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to be there. I think it's, it's the cult it's the cult in the media. It's the cult in the media. Here, I, I exclude all present company in that, Bruce and Eric, as you know. Uh, it's the cult on X. It's the cult on Instagram. It's this whole thing. Because really, honestly, a year into this, 14 months into this, that's what exhausts me. Bruce, I don't know what your experience with that has been, but I think I'm kind of a little exhausted of that already. And by that, I mean the cult. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's unfair. Let me ask you this, though, Sean. Is, is there a personal tinge to this? It, it, is, do you have a personal problem with, uh, with Dion, or is, this a, or is this just the circus that has driven you to fatigue? I, I think I have a personal problem with the cult. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. And I think yesterday was a manifestation of that. Because at some point, you want to stand back up and say, you know, your emperor is only half-dressed, right? I'm not saying he has no clothes. Let's be clear on this, too, because people are like, oh, are you saying they're going to stink? Absolutely not. I, I watched all these games. It was a privilege sometimes and less of a privilege others. Shadur Sanders is a really good quarterback. Shiloh Sanders is a very nice safety. Their, Travis Hunter is a generational type of talent. This is going to be a good football team. I'm not sure it's going to be an elite football team, and what I think about it personally has nothing to do with it, and that is the point. Okay, we are talking with Sean Keel, the Denver Post, wrote a 
very provocative article about uh, Deion Sanders. Basically, well, I won't even say basically, uh, just saying he's a false prophet. I want to get uh, get to something that you specifically wrote as well in the column, and I'll I'll read it verbatim. Colorado's fiscal report this year to the NCAA is a doozy. CU Athletics collected nearly $28 million in direct institutional support from the university proper over the last fiscal year. That was a whopping jump of over nearly $20 million over the department's $8 million take in institutional support in the last fiscal, fiscal report. Over the previous nine CU budgets, the school has never exceeded $9 million in any given cycle. So I know what you wrote, but what do you mean by what you wrote? Why are you bringing that up? I'm bringing that up because that's a lot. That is the second highest direct institutional support line item of a Power 5 school other than Cincinnati for 22-23. Unofficially, it is the second highest number in the Pac-12, although nobody has confirmed this on a national level, to Cal. I I know you guys follow this, <laughs> and Bruce, Bruce is laughing. You Cal? Don't be, yes, you <laughs> don't want to, listen, if you're an accountant, you don't want to be where Cal is. That is not somebody that you want. Well, let me, Sean, I don't mean to cut Cal you off. Cal is let very, me, very catastrophic. And you're, saying, you're saying that they're spending money on Dion they don't have. Yeah, they've admitted they spent money on Dion they don't have. And at $28 million, the school is kind of come back on that saying, well, yes, we put that in that line there, and that is technically state and public money. But it really wasn't public money this time. It was pandemic money that we just held on to until we had to use it, was their pushback on me. To which I said, okay, why now? And then as well, we had to pay off some coaches, and we have a new coach, and we had to pay off basically our old coaches, our new coaches, and a lot of private planes. But it was mostly grants. It was, it was, I was told it was uh, pandemic grants that are federally provided. And they said, but that's not your dollars at work. Well, and I said, wait Sean, a minute, federal Sean. grants, federal grants, federal grants are your dollars at work. And they said, well, that's a good point. So we're a bit of a bit of a disagreement there. Let me ask you about that exact quote, because this is the way I read it. And so I'm going to present it to you right now. Is this how you meant it? When I read that for the first time, the first thing that popped into my head was, Sean is suggesting something nefarious is going on with that money. That's how I read it. Doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it's true. So I'll ask you the question. Is that what you're (laughs) suggesting? I'm suggesting it's funny accounting. I'm not suggesting it's nefarious. Hmm. Let's not even say funny. Let's, let's, Let's parse adjectives at breakfast. I will say curious. It is curious accounting, and I am not the only one in Boulder or on the CU campus that sees that and thinks that. But I I give them credit in that that is publicly reported material. They had to own it. They were ready for it. They were happy to put that on that line, and they're going to have to continue to be accountable for that. Are there checks and balances in place in Boulder as it relates to the football program? and in particular to Deion Sanders, who is the football program? That is an excellent question. And no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I mean, do you? No, I, I don't. I don't think there are because we've already seen 
uh, Bruce and Eric, I know you both know this. We've had 11 reported, self-reported minor NCA violations. And, and, and there was a lot of, again, in the cult, there was a lot of, well, A, these are minor. B, everybody gets, you know, these were essentially jaywalking tickets. Everybody gets these. And yes, everybody now is getting dinged on Instagram for what they do. Everybody is getting dinged at least once on NIL for what they do. But here's what the stories don't put in context. Your Bamas and your Ohio States get dinged two to five times, four to five times. You've had 11. That, I don't think the people in compliance are sleeping. I think they're sweating. Mm. And I would worry if I were a Buffs fan and see that. If it were me as a Buffs fan, and I'm not, I'm not a CSU fan. You guys know I'm a crazy foreigner. Uh, I like to email that don't tell me die I've gotten those to tell me to go back to the Midwest. So they're getting that. I don't have a dog in this fight. But if I were a Buffs fan, I would be worried that something else has come. <laughs> one, 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 more, one more quick thing to add on to this. Again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but with the way you laid it out with Colorado and then you laid it out with Ohio State and some other big schools, mm-hmm. is it unfair to say that you believe, now you can make the case about this on a lot of coaches, but specifically about Deion Sanders. Do you get the feeling about him that he believes the rules really don't apply to him? Oh, without a doubt. Sort of like the checks and balances. That's not, no, the rules don't apply to him. He reminds me of a certain political figure that way. He's, I'm not the only one who thinks that, and I wish I'd had the, uh, the stones to write that, because, again, when I say cult, that's what we're dealing with. And... You either get real about it or you accept it. And I think on the university level, it's accepted and we'll let the we'll fallout be where it may. Sean, really appreciate awesome, your time. Sean. Very provocative article. Very. Uh, it was a good read. I'm sure you are off uh, Dion's Christmas card list. You will not be invited over for Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, Buff Nation is going to be outside your house with four sales. Well, items. thank God there are still guys that don't give a damn about that. Right. There are fewer than you think, and I can't afford to buy a house anyway, so I got nothing to sell. <laughs> there you go. Sean, thank you so much for Thanks, your time. Sean. Terrific article. Thanks, guys. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Coming up after the break, Senior Bowl is over. Now we get ready for the combine. Did you see anything from Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix that made you think, yes, the Broncos should use the 12th pick on this guy? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there's an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. 
Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. Senior Bowl is over. The Combine is coming up later this month. Did Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. do anything to move the needle on your opinion on the Broncos potentially taking them at 12? The the only thing that really got to me a little bit in listening to Bo Nix was he's got a little bit of a defensive side to him. Like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, a little bit. Little chip on the show. A little, little bit of a chip. But which, what do you mean? Great. But what do you mean by defensive? I, I just, what was he asked that? He I mean, got he was asked about questions about his processor, and he took, and I think he took exception to it instead of just answering it, um, which he could have done, and he could have diffused. Um, and it's not a big deal. The answer, the short answer to it is no. Things that happen at a place like the Senior Bowl probably don't. If I'm a scout and I've done my due diligence on someone that I've been interested in for the entirety of the season, have watched him nine or 10 times playing in the Pac-12 or whatever the case may be, and know we're going to see him in a pro at, at a pro day, uh, and not to mention the combine, uh, I, there's a lot of different ways to, to make judgments. The Senior Bowl is just one of the, one of the tools they have at their disposal. But there was nothing that really changed things to me. Um, as you pointed out in the first hour, uh, Knicks is probably a second-round talent, as is Penix, a second-round talent that could creep up into the first just because of the craziness that teams are with quarterbacks. Trading back, you and I both agree on. I have have from the, I, I think both of us have been pretty firm on that from Jump Street. Compiling picks. Let's say yes. they trade back to 23. Okay. You think he's still there, Bo Nix? Because of Michael Penix Jr., it's all about his medicals. Right. He could be, but I'm just not... Will you be upset if they lose him if they trade back? No, I won't be upset because this this is this, more than anything, is on Sean Payton. This is, dude, if one of these guys are your guys, mm-hmm. then, you better, then you better figure it out. You know that you, you're, you're not going to be able to move up and get Caleb Williams, who he has talked about before, although I haven't heard him talk about him much in the last year, uh, but before he was named coach, he talked about Caleb Williams using the term generational talent. I'm not sure if he feels that way now or not, but it doesn't make any difference. He's not going to be available. That's not going to happen, period. So the next question is, how much conviction do you have a guy later in the first or in the second round? If you really believe that both Knicks and Penix are going to be guys that are around into the second round and you can trade down to the second round to get them, fine. That's fine. But the Broncos have so many needs in so many places. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Patrick Mahomes' dad was in the news oh, this weekend, but for the on. wrong reasons. Come on, dude. And Jared Bednar gave some updates on the abs when speaking to the media yesterday. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. A stranger thing that never changed my mind I gotta take it on the other side Take it on the other side Take it on Take it on Look around Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. 
a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Tomorrow, there is an auction for laser cutter machines, downdraft tables, tools, toolboxes, high-reach equipment, storage containers, and more. Auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, I love telling you about Castle Rock Men's Health and Castle Rock Aurora. And one of the biggest reasons is Dr. Lee. I've said many times, I have an internist. I've had an internist for a long time, but I really have two internists. My internist, technically, and then my other internist, Dr. Lee, who really takes care of me. He really cares about my optimal health. With that, Dr. Lee, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing great. There are a lot of, and I call them chop shops, advertising on the radio. Low T, do you have ED? Are you feeling insecure in the bedroom? Things like that. What makes your process different than their process besides the scare tactics? Well, you know, it, it seems like... Um, Similar to the auto industry, the testosterone industry seems to be a race to the bottom where uh, everybody's just trying to undercut each other to get business. And, you know, what what we're interested in is optimization. Um, You know, we, we take each patient and create an individual program rather than other than just like with these, uh, Listen, I, I've been on testosterone for almost 10 years, and since I can't self-prescribe, I've had to use these uh, providers, and they just give everybody a standard dose, and to be quite honest, take take guys into the stratosphere, where they, meaning a really high dose, because they want everybody, they want as many people to be happy as possible, not taking into consideration the side effects with such a high dose. So, uh, sorry for the long-winded answer. I think the short answer is an individual approach to each individual patient that walks in the door. At the risk of violating my own HIPAA law, which I'm about to do, (laughs) uh, I've been on testosterone for a long time as well. I've worked with multiple companies, and I got testosterone and estrogen blockers, just like everybody else out there. But you gave me something else to supplement the testosterone what is it why was it important and why didn't the other places prescribe that for me well um you know uh because it's a it's they didn't prescribe it likely because a maybe it's difficult b maybe they don't know c maybe they don't care um e maybe it's difficult to source those kinds of products out um, but the, you know, the long and short is we're, you know, post pandemic, we're really big on supplementation. You know, as it turns out, uh, that, that pandemic exposed to us that we're all vitamin, mineral and micronutrient deficient, which is one of the major reasons we were so susceptible. And so we have a whole host of options that we offer. Um, the one you're talking about is really to maintain 
uh, testicular size, sperm production, and to maintain your, your endogenous hormone production. Well, I appreciate you uh, prescribing that for me. Being 55 years old and my wife and I really don't want to have any more kids, I appreciate you keeping my sperm count up, but I really don't need it. <laughs> yeah, better to have and not need than to need and not have. <laughs> well said. How do people find you, Dr. Lee? Hey, well, great. We've already told about our locations. Our phone number is 720-524-8949. That will get you to either location, and we're on the worldwide interweb at www.castlerockmenshealth.com. No apostrophe. And by the way, you're the only one that could probably get me to talk about my sperm count on the air. <laughs> so thank you for that. Appreciate it. Have hey, a great day. Nothing but love. Take care, guys. Thank see, you. Thank see you, bud. Time now for the final word. The Final Word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, guys. Just in case you missed it. Jared Bednar spoke to the media yesterday, and he said uh, Justice Anunin will be the backup goaltender with pros of the top being sent down to the Colorado Eagles to get more playing time. Also, there's no update on Valeri Nachushkin's timeline to return, and the second line will feature Ryan Johansson, Arturi Lekkanen, and newly acquired Zach Parise. Uh, Parise will be playing, also be playing on the penalty kill tonight versus the Rangers. Uh, thoughts on Bednar's comments from yesterday? I think that he has uh, a very even keel with this team, as he always does. I think he knows that this is a very key time. They're playing six games on the road to start the season, uh, the second half of the season, against teams that collectively are 61 games over 500. they They're just playing really good people night in and night out. And I think that he's excited by the addition of Parisi, which I know you are as yep. well. Um, it will make for viewing for me tonight. I, it's like, I need to see this guy and how he fits. And he talked yesterday about it. You know, is, is it the game may be a little fast right away, but he feels like he'll be able to adjust. I think that the Avs are in a real good place right now. They were playing very good hockey. No reason to believe that they won't continue to play good hockey. And by the way, what I'm about to say is not a knock on Zach Parisi, but Zach Parisi has been on record saying, I only wanted to play half a season. I did not want to play a full season. I wanted to go to a cup contender. I wanted to work out during the time that I had at my age, 39 years old. I don't think it's necessary for me to play at the beginning of the season, meaning it's not as if teams weren't lining up to want to get him. He didn't want to play. He wanted to play starting now. Good. He's fresh. Let's see what he could do. And I thought it was cool that his wife pushed him. Hey, sounds like an awfully good opportunity. I, I I got a chuckle out of that because maybe, maybe she just wants him out of the house. That okay. could very well be too. Yeah. Who knows? All right, just in case you missed it, uh, Patrick Mahomes Senior was arrested over the weekend on suspicion of driving while intoxicated. Uh, it's the third time Mahomes Senior has been arrested for DUI under Texas law. A conviction a conviction would result in a two to ten year prison term. Uh, you know, with his brother in trouble with the law, and now the dad picking up a third DUI. What are your thoughts on the supporting cast around Patrick Mahomes? I don't get DWIs or DUIs, depending on where you are, 
in this day and age when all you got to do is pick up the phone and make a call. I, I don't get it. If, if, and I knock on wood saying this, if my 24-year-old son, about to be 25-year-old in Sacramento, can figure it out, anybody can figure it out. Pick up the phone and call someone and get a damn right. When I heard of this Mahomes story, the first thing that came to mind was Eugene Robinson. No, in the I'm Super sure it Bowl. was, yeah. Right? When the Broncos were playing the Atlanta Falcons and Robinson got busted, really good player for the Falcons at the time, got busted for soliciting a prostitute. And that, I'm not saying that's why the Falcons lost the game, mm-hmm. but don't think for a minute it didn't affect the team. And I'm not saying suggesting it's going to affect Patrick Mahomes. I'll just say it doesn't help. No. No, I would agree with that. They had the incident a couple of years ago with Andy Reid's son. That yes. was the week before the Super Bowl, too, I believe. How'd yeah. they do in that Super Bowl? That was two years ago. That's when they played Tampa, isn't it? I can't remember which Was that which the Tampa Super Bowl? Well, yeah, I think it was pre-Tampa. And what happened in that Super Bowl? Not to say that that affected the mindset of the team or Andy Reid, but it didn't help. Right. That's because Patrick Mahomes ran for 158 yards in that game. All sideways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All <laughs> sideways. <laughs> both are uh, both are off starting offensive tackles out, I remember, too. Exactly. Kansas City. Right. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, Super Bowl week is here. Super Bowl Sunday is obviously Sunday. Are you going to host a Super Bowl party? Well, if you do, you're probably going to want to have some beer, wine, and spirits. Highly recommend you order from Argonaut Wine and Liquor. They deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Every delivery over 200 bucks is free. And if you have the type of friends that I have, that bill is going to be far over $200. So it's worth it for them to deliver for free. Argonaut Wine and Liquor, order online before the Super Bowl or go check them out off of Colfax. That is going to do it for us. Gordon and Alex, great job. Same with you, Bruce. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make the best possible day you can.